what we did last week was we got to the stage whereby we explained Rabbi Yisrael's Mahalach in Shiva, which we felt was a Mahalach. It made uh, a little bit of sense out of the confusion that reigns when we are Isaac in the Sugi of Chuva and we think, no, we can't do anything, we do nothing, and we pretend Kamadubar the last few times. I'd like to go further. The conclusion we came to at the end of last week's Vad was that the way to go forward, the Ikachuva is in the colors because that's the most significant point of your interaction with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where the relationship comes to the fore. Whether I care bichlal, about mitzvahs or not is measured by how I, appro- how I approach a various colors. Even in a various color, I'm more than open to being over it, so it means there is something fundamentally lacking in my yachas to HaKadosh Even in a various color, I'm makbid, in a various chamur, I'm over The very chamur doesn't signify the very chamur The Avera Chamura does not signify in any means the, the fact that I have no Yachas to Kosh Rather, it signifies, it demonstrates my humanity. That I've got Taivas, I've got Kochas, and therefore, even though I'm over the Avera, but you can say that had I been taken those Taivas away, would I have been a different person? Would the Nisyonis not have been so strong? I thought I wouldn't have wanted to have done the Avera. Masha when there's an Avera, which is an Avera color, so. When there's Nevera color, so then there's none of those extenuating circumstances present which allow me to use the excuse or to explain the rationale. The reason why I was over that Avera is because I just have the most overpowering Taiva. That's great if you have an overpowering Taiva. But in Nevera where there's, there's no real reason why you shouldn't be over it. It's just, it, you can be over it, but there's nothing pushing you to be over it and you still are over it. So then that's an indication that you possibly don't care. You have no intention. So therefore, the tshuva, if you want to come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, lies in the place where you're the furthest away from Him. The place where you're the furthest away from Him is in an Avera that's easy to stop yourself from doing. Because in that Avera, you're saying, this means nothing to me. So if you can switch that, then you switch to everything. Asher Al-Kain, Rabbi Israel says, that a person in preparation for Yom Kippur should have a list of Kabbalists that he takes upon himself on Yom Kippur, which address the colors of the different Averis. We said a further Chiddush in Yom Yisrael, that if a person goes through the entire gamut of Averis that he is doing, and it comes up to quite a handsome, handsome amount, so what will happen is that the overwhelming pressure of doing 900 different Kabbalists on the colors will be overwhelming for him because it just will be too much pressure he won't be able to he won't be able to maintain that because he doesn't have the kochas and nefesh which means as follows that means that the accumulation of many many kabbalists stopping yourself from doing the various kalos the accumulation becomes a chomor so kiviyocha akosh also <coughs> doesn't have a taina that you don't do 900 kalos so where does he have a taina on you? He has a taina on the amount of colors which are not overwhelming. For one person maybe 30, for one person maybe 10, and for one person maybe 2. So it comes out that the entire void of could lie in two simple kabbalas which would completely and totally radically alter the entire status of a mensch. And that's where the roiv 
of his tshuva exists, and that's where the ultimate onish lies, and that's where the mensch can make the total transformation. Completely counterintuitive, but our piece makes absolutely perfect sense. Correct? That's where we got to last week. So last week we said that if that's true, so therefore no one can say is not in my hands. Because the only chuva that you have to do is the chuva that's in your hand. And that's very practical. And therefore a person can say with, with, with certainty that I'm not going to do these things in the future if he means. The problem is, the problem is as, as follows. And now we get into the root of it. But it depends on your motivation. The colors works gavaldic. If now we're in Elul and there's an Amos Aden, and therefore we decide that we have to do chuva. But the makor of our wanting to do chuva is in Amos Aden. So what do we do? We find Rabbi Sorrel's Eitzah and we say, Gewaldik, now we have an Eitzah and this will solve us from the Amos Adin. The problem is as follows. The way we being Mavari Bisrael is the Eitzah is a way of being in the relationship between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that relationship isn't metakened through Amos Adin. That relationship is metakened through Ava or through a sense of connection through, through other midas. So the Amos Adin is enough to get you to do the Kalois right now. But, if the only reason you're doing that is so you can do tshuva on Yom Kippur, since the consequences of the tshuva is enhancing the relationship with Mina Kosh Bochum, if that's not on the agenda, so the colors will also go out the window. You'll be recovered in yourself. Six things that you know you can do, and, you, and before Elul, there's no sophic in your mind. During Elul, before Rosh Hashanah, before Yom Kippur, there's no sophic in your mind you can do them. And three months later, you won't be doing any of them. Because the problem was that the only reason you're interested in having a relation with Akash Bochu is because there was an Amos Adin. So when the Amos Adin is removed, so the, the interest for the relationship is removed as well. So therefore, why should I do the Kalos? Which was only, so even though it's accessible and it makes sense and everything, but the Amos Adin can't do it. Because from Yira, you can't directly have Ava. Could be you can use it as a way to get there, but it's not Mimela. It's not, so I'll keep the colors and then I'll be sorted. And even if, let's say, you succeed in keeping the colors, it could still be that no, there'll be no fundamental shift. Because you can keep the colors as, uh, as just some type of ritual that you become accustomed to. So you, you decide that what you want to do is today to, that you have a problem in Tefillah. So you're going to arrive at Shachris five minutes early, which is a huge movement if you think about it, because Tefillah is drawing the Oymdom Rumish Olam, it's on the Ikam Mudim that the Olam is Oymdom, and you feel that your Yachas to Tefillah is wrong, and by coming five minutes early, it's something that's easy for you to do. You're up that time anyway, and it's not a big deal. So you'll come, I'm not talking about people that's hard for, I'm talking about someone that's easy for. He's up anyway, but he just, he, he, he tallies around until he gets there late, and you could easily get there five minutes early. So he says, I'm going to get there five minutes early. The danger is, he'll just now label that is, I'm a guy that comes to Twitter five minutes early. So unless it's accompanied by intention, still the hippoch from Ra Latav won't occur. Do you understand? It's almost like an, an, an amkus, an oimek in the Kabbalists. The Kabbalists can't just remain pure Kabbalists. Because then they just become, okay, I've got my list of things that I do. Okay, so I arrive at Davening five minutes early. I don't speak Russian her on Tuesdays from three to four. And also, um, Shabbos, I'm learning Hilkha Shabbos two halachas a week. And you've got your whole little thing. But if the motive and the intention and the meaning behind it is subtracted, what occurs is that it just becomes a list of things that you do. I'm not saying that that's, that that's not significant. I'm saying that that's not it. 
That's also that's that alava. I mean, if a person does it and he actually manages to maintain it from year to year, so he's taka done something very significant, and it could be. But there's so much more to it. There's so much more to it. What we're looking for is a shift. What we're looking for is a shift which is accessible. So the accessibility of the shift has to be accompanied by a something internally, something in the mensh, not just in the hanhoga has to change. Are you following me so, so far? So essentially, to, to sum up, what we've said is, our conclusion last week was that we have a very real way of doing tshuva. It's called the colors, as Rabbi Israel explains, and it is so accessible that even ribuya colors becomes a chamura, and therefore even a few colors is the ikka ha and therefore we're all sorted. However, the problem is, given that, it still will be difficult to keep unless something else changes. Just having the list of things I'm going to do, and I can do them, is not enough. Because since what the colors are doing, is they trying to say, do you know what, HaKadosh Baruch Hu? I care about what you have to say. So if all you care about is what's going to happen to me because of Amos Adin, and you don't care about what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to say, so once the Amos Adin is off, because it's now past Yom Kippur, and it's Nechtam Gzar Dinoi, because Hoshana Rabba Zalamayim, and Chanukah Chasidish. So Mimeilam, all that's left is getting past Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is Gemaritin. I've made it past Yom Kippur, I'm okay. But that's a that's a chukhavatlula because that means be'etzim you haven't got done anything you haven't really moved forward. The moving forward is uh, moving forward in terms of self. So the question is how do you taka do that? How do you make the colors not just a system of in other words we're going we we're, we're already advanced. Let's not lose perspective. We've already made massive progress in terms of having a mahalach in shuvah, which is which is a rarity in the store. We have a mahalach in shuvah, but within it mahalach we have to tweak the mahalach in shuvah. How do you tweak the mahalach in shuvah? What you have to do is you have to make some type of internal change. How does the internal change occur? So what we said is, it's not going to work just through Amos Adin, because Amos Adin is be'etzem, a self-preservation type of emotion. I don't care about you, Akash What do I care about? I care about myself. What's going to happen if I don't care about you? So I'm going to get hurt. So I'll care about you, I'm menace that I don't get hurt. Mimele, as long as I'm not going to get hurt, I'll care about you the minute it's totally on that, the fact that I'm preserving myself the minute the self-preservation angle disappears. So the ava disappears. So how do you make a real ava? So now this is a, an interesting diuk from the Rebbeinu Yoyna. Let's present ourselves with the model of how a person, a person functions, what the components of a person are. We'll oversimplify it, but it's something which is a model we can definitely use. Essentially in Adam you can divide him up into Seichel, Leiv and Guf. Seichel, Leiv, Guf. However you want to call it, the, the terminology is irrelevant. A person has got a component to him, which is the intellectual component, for want of a better word, it's inaccurate, but a person has the capacity to understand and to fathom and to delve into and to analyze and to know and to proceed and to be morally aware. It's called a seichel. Then the person is a lave. The lave is the locale whereby I, through which, the lens through which, no, not the lens, the, the means, the medium whereby I experience life. The lave is how I feel about things, not how I think and how I know. It's how I process it on a real level, in the reality. In the et- if a person comes and they, 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 they push me in the, in the queue, it could be in the ethereal level, I'm I believe in it. On the real level, I'm annoyed with the person and I hate him. So those two things don't necessarily coincide. I can have all the best 
hashkafas in the world, but in terms of my day-to-day behavior, it doesn't pan out because the lay, whereas where I'm located, lives life differently, not necessarily in correlation with the seichel. So I've got the seichel and I've got the lay. And the lay be'etzim is the way we live life, and that's the I, and that's who I am, and that's everything that is about me. And the seichel has a different role. What's the role of the seichel? Rabbi Rucham says that the role of the seichel is the madrich of the lay, the mechanech of the lay. The seichel is there to teach the lay how to feel, which is a huge departure from our normal understanding of how the inner dialogue is conducted. We have an inner dialogue with ourselves. Wake up in the morning and you say, should I push the snooze, snooze button or shouldn't I? And we interpret it generally as a discussion between the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah says, eh, you need more sleep. The Yetzirah says, come on, you're going to be late for davening. There's a much more sophisticated way of engaging in an internal dialogue, which I believe is perhaps a mahalach in solving the problem that we're dealing with in terms of colors and chamuros. The way to deal with it is as follows. The nefesh, which is the me, is not kulayra by no means. In my experience of life, there's toivara which are mixed up together. Sometimes I'm kind, sometimes I'm cruel, sometimes I'm generous, sometimes I'm selfish, sometimes I'm an onov, sometimes I'm a balgaiva. The different midas, I've got all those midas inside of me and they play out in the course of my life. The goal is for me to appeal to the nefesh in order that the tzalhatoiv in the nefesh buys into the mahalach of the seichel. So for example, a person has to get out of bed in the morning. And the nefesh, which is resisting it, is it's only a chalik of the nefesh that's resisting it. So the seichel says to the nefesh, get out of bed, mitzvah daraisa, to daven, bismanoi. The nefesh says, leave me alone, I'm tired. The seichel says, my dear nefesh, I know you're tired, but don't you remember that sense of achievement when you get out of bed and you make feel a bismanoi? So the nefesh says, I do recall that feeling. And don't you feel so recharged when you've davened the tefillah b'tzibur and you've had a geshmak? Yeah, I do, I do. Actually, that's true. And don't you, don't you sense that when you're with a minion and you, you're working on a, on a, in a way that you can say the tefillahs and they're not rushed and they're not garbled, you feel, you, you feel good, don't you feel good? I feel good. So let's go experience that. You know what, Seichel? Let's go. As opposed to, as opposed to, come, it's time to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. You know it's a mitzvah to get out of bed. I know, but I don't get I'm telling you get out of bed. Two options. Shut up and go away. Or else, okay, I'll get out of bed. And then you get out of bed, and then you go through the process of davening, and you, okay, shkoyach. Whereas if you move within the nefesh, so then you mechanech the nefesh. The whole goal, the only way we can make a transition, is allowing the seichel to be mechanech the nefesh, that the nefesh wants avoid this Hashem. The reason why we don't care about the colors is not a din in seichel, it's a din nefesh. The reason why I don't care if I'm going to miss my morning seichel, if I'm going to be 20 minutes late, I have to be toya. You're right, but the porridge is more geschmack than the bitl toya. But you'll find the koyach in your nefesh where the toya is more geschmack than the porridge, and then you've got something to work with. You can say, you're right, the porridge is geschmack, but stop, stop for a minute, my dear nefesh. Let's think about this. Do you, know what it's, do you know what it's like when you've like really broken your head in the tosis and you've learned with the chavrusa and you push it down and realize that two hours have passed? I, I completely relate to that. Well, the truth is, you know, you can go get that now. Isn't that more gishmak than your porridge? Much more gishmak than my porridge. Okay. It's, I'm not saying I'm oversimplifying the two illustrate a point. Of course, the battle and the convincing isn't always that easy. And of course, there's more to it. But 
I'll give you an example. Um, did I tell you the example when I was trapped in the slow minion? I had to go somewhere early in the morning and I, I was, I, got, I was meant to, I knew that I had to leave the place where I was at approximately half past eight. And it was quarter past seven and I found the minion, which is great. Started davening, I thought, fantastic, quarter past seven, it's going to be over by eight, maybe five to eight, and I'll be able to get to my friend, and I'll be able to have a relaxed breakfast with my friend. Cool. What happens? Going to Pesuk and then you hear those dreadful words. The shot goes. And you think, oh gosh, this is going to be a longie. And then like he says, you start and then you just think, well, maybe he's going to speed up. Maybe there was just a warm up. And then it's, you think this ain't going anywhere. You know, in the time that he said the conclusion of Ishtabach and Kadeshi, in, in, in the time that he said, sorry, the first three brachas, the first three lines of Ishtabach, he could have already finished Kadesh and Baruch So you, you, you done yourself a Kalvu If in this early stage, so Shema is going to be a marathon, and Shema Esra is going to be an ultra marathon. So what happens is, now I'm a person that I take a lot of long downings but not when it's going to conflict with my bran flakes and milk. Now the bran flakes and milk was better only a suffix. Because it was someone else's house, I didn't have that bran flakes. But there was a shaykhus that there may be bran flakes and milk. And now there was an ik of mitzah along Twitter. So now I told the shaykhus, come on, and what's going on over here? I speed it up. And then I stopped myself and I said, come. Nefesh, what's going on over here? Nefesh says, I want my breakfast. What do you want for breakfast? I want my bran flakes and I want my milk. So now you start to hear how childish the nefesh is. The nefesh be'etzim needs chinuch. The nefesh be'etzim very, very babyish. So I say, okay, my dear nefesh, I want you to have your bread, legs, and milk. But mimonavshach, we're going to be in this shachris till near the end, at least. So let's enjoy it while we're here. No, I'm not enjoying it because I want to, and he's holding me up. Well, let's think about this. Don't you get a geshmak out of saying shma when you're not rushed? I do, yes. Well, you understand how the dialogue went. Now, I can't say that it was an absolute win. You know, I still am embittered against their chats. But, but definitely there was, there was, there was a shaykh. It definitely was different from me just sitting there and like, you know, starting the pacing. You know, like, you, like, you, you rush through it. So, so Mama makes no sense. You rush through your Shmoneh right? because you're impatient for the shots. So what happens is it's completely self-defeating because now you've rushed through your Shmoneh right? Because and, the, and the, now you're going to have to wait longer for the shots. And then you have to sit through the entire Chazor Shatz. And then he's going to drag out Tachnun. So you only defeat yourself. So, you, so that's just stupid. That's stupid. But that's because you don't handle with the Nefesh. You don't deal with it. You just push it down. Push it down. So that's what happens. So I think it's the same thing in our Avodah Klolis. In Tshuva, we, we don't Tshuva. We don't Mechanech the part of us that's not interested to be interested. And cause money, we haven't done that. So what will happen is after the Amos Adin goes, you take, off the, you, take, you take the gun away from the head. Boom, I'm free. I'm free. We can go back to normal now. What a chaval. What a chaval. Because you're losing out. But you have to feel I'm losing out. If you don't feel I'm losing out, but he's, he's losing out. That, that Seichel's losing out. He's not getting what he wanted. I'm the most. I'm happy because now I've got my time. No, you want more than that. And now you see in the Lashon of the Rishonim, it's the whole time. The Rebbein Yunus says it repeatedly. But even the Ikah Harata, he starts off and he says like this. He doesn't say, Acharata. Yaskil b'sichloi chumas That's not going to help you. He says, 
says, Yovin Levavoy. It's a lave. If you don't have this, Tshuva's not shy. Yovin Levavoy. Kira Vomar Ozvei You have to feel Ramar. You have to feel that, Taka, this is not pleasant. It's not pleasant. It's just an unpleasant experience. Kozman, it's a Geshmaka experience. So why would you stop it? But you yourself, you yourself can be moida that it's unpleasant relative to other pleasant, but you have to be more of them because they won't come in Meida. There's another Rebbein Yoyna, Yishar Sheni, that was in the Ikarish and Harata. In Shar Sheni, when you go through the six ways of a person being prompted to do tshuva, um, he says an interesting thing. says um, where is it I can't find it now, but the Rabbeinu Yunus says that the entire time that the emphasis is on the lay, the emphasis on, isn't what you know and what you believe and what you think, the emphasis is on what you experience. So the degree to which you can, can experience it is the degree to which you can move forward. The degree to which the experience remains distant from you, so then you will stay in the same place. The second the Amos Adin disappears and the Hechrich doesn't exist. So even if you're macabre yourself four colors, which you could easily keep, the chances are six months later there'll be a distant memory. What a busha. And then what you're gonna do the same thing again next year, uh-huh. And the same thing again next year, uh-huh. But that's not what you want. That's not what you want. You don't want that. Hurry, you want much more for yourself. You can experience a Roman Musanefish. You can experience sometimes after a filler that you push it, you feel you're standing on a cloud. Wouldn't you like to live like that on a more regular basis? Sometimes after these gabbers of the Yetzir, you feel so geschmack. You, you, didn't, you wanted, you, you, you had a taiva and you overcame it. You pulled yourself out of bed and you managed to make it to Shachris in time. These are feelings that you have to focus on. What happens is that the Nefesh has a way of clouding those experiences and exposing you only to the experiences which are the tangible and the concrete and the geschmackite of the taiva. But the truth is, there's a lot of geschmackite in the void as well. And if you try to bring that out, so then you have a shaykhis. You have to love it. You can't be told to do it. You have to enjoy it. There has to be, I want to be, I want to be here. Not, I know I have to. I want to be here. I want to do tshuva. Not that, I know I have I want to do it. I don't want to be where I am now. Not that, I know I shouldn't be. I don't want to be. I want to move. This is not a pleasant way to live. I'm so mitzumtzam. I've got all tainers on people day and night. My shaykhist of most of my tefillis is posh the bittles man for me. I feel like I'm wasting my time. It's like it's mamash, it's kilu. Like the Mishabura says, you know, that, that the din of, of uh, that you shouldn't make your tefillah kevela tachnoni, I mean that you shouldn't daven to be yoitzi. Okay, so the truth is, and if he's got a shy if it's a brochel of atole, if it would be, you know, go the go the so it would be amazing, because you'd like, just think about your davening, you say, today, 
Shachris. So how is it davening last week? Well, the truth is I made, I made mincha a couple of times. At that time, I was like ready to do it. There's something, there's something seriously going wrong. We're not using, we're not using, we're not taking advantage. It could be so much better. We, we could be so much better. We could feel so much better. When you start to approach things in terms of, you know, I'm losing out. Not I'm, oh, I'm habo and emuna and schavonj. My life. What I want in my life is this. And then you say, you know what? Chuv is an, chuv is an easy thing. Because when I want it, it's easy. It's only when I don't want it, it's hard. The hard part of chuv is because I don't want it. My seichel wants it. I don't want it. But you're not right. It's not true. You also want it. You just have to uncover those wants. Those wants are there and those experiences are there. You just have to uncover them. Once you've uncovered them, you'll transform. And then, a kenzai, the colors can become realistic. Because then you want to do it. You have a koyach. You have want to do it. Such a small thing. And I can move so far. <laughs> Unbelievable. What an opportunity. You're going to Yom Kippur singing and dancing. Yom Kippur is the happiest day of the year. Yom Kippur is the happiest day of the year. You got rid of... That's why it's so strange that people, con- people conceive of Yom Kippur as a sad day. It's There's no mkoyach. It's a bichlal to say that Yom Kippur is shaykh to say that. It says that there's words Yom Kippur like two ba'av and Yom Kippur. That it's the day of the greatest simcha. Imagine. You can get rid of all that stuff. That's unbelievable. So I think that's the sh- central shift a person has to make. Practically, the exercise is to conduct an internal dialogue with you. It sounds a little bit strange. Do not do it in a public place. Don't tell your chavrusas and people who suspect that you're mad, which means crazy. Rather, keep it yourself, but you can have a discussion with yourself. And you can say, well, instead of hitting your nefesh, talk to your nefesh. Say, one second, what don't you want to do? Again, you, it depends on your nefesh. Some people have got three old nefeshes. So then you say, I'll give you a chocolate. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> but obviously that's not the ideal. You want to you you go, you want to move above first grade nefeshes. And you want to get, you want to speak on a shiva katana dika level. Okay, so that's thoughts for tshuva. Yeah.